the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. At first blush, Gideon seems to be a contradiction. He's called a mighty man of God, but at the same time, he's hiding while he is threshing his wheat. Let's explore Gideon together next, here on Way of Grace. Grace Bible Church right here in Hayward. Hi, and welcome to Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastan. We're back in the book of Judges, and we're focusing in on Gideon, the judge, and exploring how he represents Christ in a lot of ways. It's an exciting look at these judges as we continue our journey through this book. Won't you join us? Here's Pastor Jesse Gastan with today's broadcast of Way of Grace. The mandate to separate symbolized the harvest of salvation. The other thing that's taking place now will move away from the optics and the visual to get back to the principle is what I call the practice of private and personal what? It's a practice. You got to do it every day. Um, to be good thinkers, you have to discipline yourself because you have to learn how to ration you have to learn how to ration. I was talking to our ladies about this. I teach some of you who listen to me uh, about the idea of how to actually think well. So when we use the concept of rationing, which is something that's coming because we're about to be tested when it comes to food. When you ration something, you select it carefully because it becomes a valuable commodity. When we use our rationale, we learn right choice making around decisions we have to produce in order to have an outcome that takes us down the right path. Am I making some sense? Rational people are hated today. I told you the most dangerous person on the planet is a thinking man or a thinking woman. Because the goal of the devil is to always catch you out of rationale, wrapped up in emotion, so he can actually bring you into captivity through your lack of clarity. When you and I are rationally, when you and I are rationing, it's because we understand that we have to now commoditize our time, make right choices to make sure we're gathering in the resources we need to survive the tribulation. If this is true in the physical dimension of food resources, how much more so in the dimension of spiritual things? In other words, you don't get to waste your time reading and watching and engaging in all of the plethora of folly that's out there when your mind should be making right choices around what you read, what you understand, what you gather to yourself, because what you are is what you eat and what you eat is what you are, even on an intellectual level. 
So here's what the Word of God says. You've heard me quote it for many years. Psalm 119, verse 104. Through your precepts, O Lord, do I get understanding. Is that what that says? All right. So for those of you who don't come to grace, I'm going to help you understand that right there. So in the Hebrew, the idea of understanding is the ability to take a thing apart. And then put it back together. Knowledge is when you acquire a concept. Understanding is when you can take that concept apart and understand it in its component parts, its individual component parts, and then put it back together. Are y'all with me? I'm, I'm showing you how, how the believer is called to spiritual growth around understanding. And that is when you get knowledge, you have to exercise that knowledge to a point where you know that knowledge on its practical and on its theological level. Meaning, you can learn a Bible verse, it does not mean you understand it. You can quote verses all day long. It does not mean you know how to take it apart and put it back together. Are y'all keeping up with me? Got one more little caveat to go with that. If you can take things apart, but you can't put them back together, you're nothing but a Marxist socialist. Because the world we live in today, men and women know how to take stuff apart, but they don't know how to put it back together again. We live in a deconstructionist society where they're taking everything apart. Everything apart. Are y'all hearing me? I'm not going to sit here long. You must understand the average young person has been propagandized from high school through college to tear stuff apart, but they can't put it back together again. To put it back together again means that you have understanding. And the believer is being called to have an understanding of who God is and what God has done in creation and in the new creation. Only the believer is privileged with really knowing what's going on in our world. And they know it through the precepts of God's word. Am I making some sense? Through your precepts, do I get understanding? Watch this. This is called the law of non-contradiction in the school of logic. You got to get it. Because of this, I hate every false way. All right, so what I've just, what, what the psalmist did right here with that last line is show you the ethical outcome of the exercise of spiritually discerning right from wrong. He shows you the ethical outcome of the exercise of discerning right from wrong. I'm going to say it again because I wanted to come home. When the Holy Spirit is working in your life to teach you the word of God right, to rightly divide the word of God, to properly interpret it, the outcome of that exercise is for you to have an allegiance to God, a discernment of everything that is not like God, love God and hate evil. Did he come home? Right, because I live in a world of reprobates. I live in a world of men and women who with high levels of intellectual learning know how to take God's word apart and they're better at that than most Christians are, but they don't know how to put it back together again. And even if they allow their logic of syllogism to put it back together again, because they don't have a heart for God, they don't have a love for the truth. 
that they might be saved. See, a child of God studies God's word, gets his hands in the minutia of biblical truth so that in the separating of the wheat from the chaff, we come to know him and to know him is to love him. But when you love God, it's because he's planted faith in your heart. And when faith is planted in your heart, you're willing to declare what's right from what's wrong. And when you become a man or a woman that's ready to declare what's right from what's wrong, you are at war with this present world system. Am I making sense? You are at war. I love it. I think it's Psalm 119 verse 125. Now where the psalmist lays this out in a little bit more of a practical fashion. Psalm 119, 125, I'm going to walk this through. Here's what the psalmist says. I am your slave. And we're all slaves of Christ, are we not? I'm your servant. Don't get mad about slaves. We're all somebody's slave. Sorry. You're not free. That's another sermon, but you're not free. You're somebody's slave. I'm I'm glad to be God's slave. I'm glad he bought me by the blood of his son. I'm glad he redeemed me. I am the Lord your God and brought you out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. I got to live with that every day of my life because God's always knocking on the door wanting to date me. I'm on my way there. And I have to remind myself I'm married to King Jesus. And as a good wife, I'm committed to him and him alone. And he's my head and I'm his bride. And I don't get to go out playing the whore. I am your servant. Give me understanding that I may know your testimonies, intimate knowledge of the, of the word. It is time for you, O Lord. It's time for you to what? For they have made void thy law. Spirit of God, help people get it right now. That's the text. That second line is the text. That's where you are in your world today. You are in a world where God's truth is being made void. Every right thing is wrong and every wrong thing is right. They have made void your law. Now watch what the elect say. They don't say it's time for me to work. They say, Lord, it's time for you to work. Do you understand that? Because this battle is really against God. It really is against God. It just happens to be some of us are on his team. And if he wants us to join him in the battle, we will. But if the Lord does not go before us, we will not win. Listen to what he goes on to say in verse 27. I'll leave void of the law to our study in 2 Thessalonians. The men of sin, the men of lawlessness. We'll unpack that later. Listen, therefore, I love your commandments above what? Yea, above fine gold. You can't hardly find a Christian anywhere that has that kind of commitment to God. Most Christians don't have that kind of commitment to God's word. They don't. Sorry. Sorry. They don't. Therefore, I love your commandments above gold. Yea, above fine gold. Look at the next verse. Here's the one. Therefore, I esteem all your precepts concerning some things. Who is that beautiful or what? To be right. And therefore, again, what? I hate Every false way. You see what the psalmist is saying? 
He's saying, I have labored in the word by your spirit, and I have learned to separate the chaff from the wheat. I've learned how to thresh out truth from error, and I've discovered that your precepts in all matters are right. Now, what you got going on all over, over the world is opposition to biblical truth. At so many levels, everything you guys see going on in your world can be weighed out over against a precept of Scripture and be exposed to be in opposition to God's Word. I'm getting ready to go there because you need to know the battle that you're in. This is why we got a lot of Christians that when it comes to this thing, they hide it. That's what our deacon was saying. Lord, you have called us to be a lamp. We're not the light, we're the lamp. And the light is God, it's God's Son, and it's God's Word. When that light is shown forth, men and women have to deal with it. But you got a lot of Christians that don't want to touch this book. So it never comes up in conversation. They have no authority because they're operating out of the carnal principles I talked about in the opening of my message. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? It's under a bushel. Because the word of God is so explicit. It's so plain. It's so clear. To him that has understanding. Remember, God gives us the privilege of taking the book apart and putting it back together. Take it apart and put it back together. Organize it, prioritize it, and then honor it for what it's saying to us. That's called clarity and understanding. Did that make some sense? Teach you guys about organizing principles. The word of God is our organizing principle to the law and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this word, it's because there's no light in them at all. Are y'all keeping up with me? Got a little more time. So under sub point three, what you're going to see, these are called missions for Gideon. So the first assignment for Gideon, he didn't even know it. He's in this wine press practicing discernment. And that's because now he has to engage in four separation assignments. Do you know what that's going to be? The first one is going to be, as we'll look at next week, separating himself from his father's pagan God. Read it. His daddy erected false gods in his house on a hill and everybody in the town is worshiping those false gods. Now, his daddy's supposed to be saved. His daddy's supposed to know Jehovah. This is what I was telling you about how the kids have to grow up with some parents that are so jacked up in their Christianity. Their houses are filled with so much idolatry. They can't tell who to worship from what. But because Gideon is one of God's elect, Gideon is being called to learn how to discern. Is he not? Now he got to deal with his daddy's house. That's next week's message. You and I can't serve God out there until we get it right in here. Okay, I more to be said. Now, the second separation exercise or assignment is going to be because Gideon is going to realize now after obeying the first assignment, The enemies have now gathered together again. And Gideon is looking out and seeing the Midianites and the Amalekites and the people from the east. And you know what Gideon says? Huh. Now, the Lord has said that he's with me and he didn't call me a mighty man of valor. But Lord, I'm going to just keep it real. And I told you an honest person ain't going to hell. I'm going to keep it real, Lord. I don't see how I can do this. So I got to test you. Now, I'm going to put this fleece down on the ground. And I need you to practice the sovereignty of separation two times. Now, there's all kind of gospel in there, and we'll learn it when we get there. 
And if you can demonstrate to me, Lord, the sovereignty of your capacity to separate in this symbol, then I know you have secured my victory. Y'all got that? No, you don't, but you will in a couple weeks. Let's go on. And point number two, not only is he learning how to practice the private and personal discernment through the chaff and the wheat, but he is going to have the assignment of separating from his father's pagan God. It's going to be a powerful testimony. And then the sign of separation upon the fleece of beautiful truth. And then finally, separation of the unprepared and unqualified men. So you know what Gideon is going to do. He's going to do what I shared with you a little earlier. He's going to think in order to beat the Midianites, because there are millions of them, I got to get hundreds and thousands of Jews to fight with me. So he's going to blow a trumpet and all the church folk are coming. I should save this for that message. Here come all of the church folk. Every denomination you can imagine, Pentecostals and Baptists and Presbyterians and Catholics and, and Episcopalians, they all come back. Come on, Gideon, let's fight. We'll, we'll win this battle. And the Lord says, nah, send all those people home. <laughs> send them all home. They're not only unqualified, they're not prepared. They're just religious folk. Religious folk are proud of their traditions. They're not committed to Christ. They could never win this battle. That's another separation Gideon is going to go through. And then finally, the final separation that he's going to go through, which is going to take a lot of our time, is the separation of God's elect people from their being entwined in the chab of Midianite control. Remember, separation is salvation. Y'all got that? That's what Gideon is going to do as God works through him to separate his people from this wicked world system. Remember, come out of her, my people. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will be your God, and you will be my people. Separation is always what God is calling us to in the spirit. Did y'all understand that? All right, so now let's go to our third and final point, work this through while I got a little bit of time, and then I want to have just a little time for my young people again by way of application. Point number three in our outline lays out what I call the gospel in Gideon's preparation. Would you look carefully at, with me at verse 11 as we sum this up? And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak, which was an opera, that pertained to Joash, the Abizrite, and his son Gideon, having threshed wheat there, or was threshing wheat there by the winepress, to hide it from the Midianites. There are four or five things that I want to kind of highlight here very quickly that's extremely important as what I call the gospel in Gideon's what? The gospel in Gideon's what? The gospel in Gideon's preparation, meaning what I said to you before, is this. When God is calling you to himself... And he needs to separate you from your delusional fantasies. He's going to do it through trials. Because trials are the only thing that can decouple you, no pun intended, from your fascination and commitment to the folly of your distorted fantasy. The only thing that can decouple you from your commitment to error is a trial that has in it an existential threat. Am I making some sense? Yeah. 
touch his flesh and you'll see that it'll cost you before your face. The average person in a trial will break and run in five minutes. Problem is where you break and run from and where you break and run to. Am I making some sense? So I'll leave it right there. God brings trials to expose us all. Gideon is in that. But as we learn, if you look at verse 11 carefully, it opens up and says, and there came an angel of the Lord. It really should be the angel of the Lord. So the first line in our verse is about the presence of the Lord in the person of the Lord Jesus. Have we not already established that? What a beautiful thing. Christ has shown up. Look at the second line. You didn't have, have any commentary on this. And he sat under an oak, which was in opera that pertained unto Joaz the Abiezrite. Y'all see that? Now, what you don't know is the angel of the Lord is standing over against the oak in the literal grammar. Because the oak tree there represents the idolatry of Gideon's daddy. The oak tree there represents the idolatry of Gideon's daddy. Let me help you. God had already told Israel, when you go into the land and you see the enemy there, you are never to worship their gods. You are not to make gods of stone, of gold or of silver, of wood. And you are not to commit sacrilege under every green tree, which is what the pagans were doing in that day. We're getting ready to go into the rabbit hole for a minute. Can I do that? Right. So you need to understand what was going on here was that Israel was collapsing into the very thing that God told them that they should not do. Picking it up at Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 2. Listen to the language. Deuteronomy 12, 2. And this is going to apply to where you and I are today. I can tell I won't be able to get into it deeply, but I'm going to touch it. I'm going to touch it. I'm going to touch it. Listen to it. You shall utterly destroy all the places wherein the nations which you shall possess served their gods. Upon the what? Now, upon the high mountains and upon the high hills are where the green trees are. Y'all got that? Upon the high mountains and upon the high hills are green trees. That's where they are. Listen, and upon the hills and upon every what? Green tree. Now, pastor, what are they doing under those green trees? I'm glad you asked. They're committing idolatry and perverse fornication. They are committing sexual acts of perversions under those green trees, viewing the trees as sacred. Israel was prolific in it. The very thing God told them not to do, they were doing. See, all you need to do is follow the trend of scripture. Religion without Christ is always given over to sexual perversion. I'm going to say it again so you can get it because that's where we are in our day. Religion without Christ is always given to sexual perversion because sexual perversion is the height of pleasure apart from God. I live in a world full of green trees. And under every green tree, are men and women engaging in massive perversion 
from the greatest to the least. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? And this is something that Gideon had to deal with before he could save his people. And so I'll leave it right there for the moment. I'll pick that up when we get back there. That's the problem with the green tree here. And the Lord Jesus is standing over against it. Did y'all get that? So Gideon has to choose between his daddy's apostate, perverse, hyper-twisted sexual religion and the splendor of the beauty and fullness of the Lord Jesus Christ as the angel of Jehovah. Y'all got that? We are out of time today. We'll close our program out here and pick up where we left off next time we're together here on Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastand. Thank you for spending a few minutes with us today. We trust it was profitable in your walk and relationship with Christ. Our goal here at Way of Grace is to make sure that you are growing in Christ, that you are living a life worthy of the calling that has been placed on your life from the gospel. If you have questions, comments, prayer requests, as always, you're welcome to reach out to us here at Way of Grace. Our phone number is real easy. You can reach out to us at 510-886-9782. That's 510-886-9782. You can also reach us at our website, grace-bible.com. And you can email us from that website as well as find out more about us, who we are, what we believe worship opportunities. In fact, our worship opportunities are really quite simple. Sundays at 1030, we meet here at the church in Hayward. We also have a Friday evening Bible study at 630 and then a Tuesday evening prayer and Bible study at 630 as well. For more information, again, grace-bible.com or call 510-886-9782. Reach out to us by mail if you want to write 22768 Main Street. That's 22768 Main Street, Hayward, California. The zip code is 94541. As always, it's a pleasure spending time with you here in God's Word, growing in His grace. Until next time, may Christ be your way of grace. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.